Have you ever walked past a dumpster and been like, yo, I wonder what's in that dumpster? I can put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. You're listening to the True Crime Dumpster Podcast with hosts Amy and Kevin. And we are coming back at you this week with episode 35, Grady Styles, The Lobster Boy Murders. Well, before we get into it, I know that there's a lot of stuff happening this week, and this episode is coming out a little later than we anticipated. I started summer school, and that's been a big pain. Because the thing with online learning is that, like, the school day never really ends. Because realistically, kids aren't waking up at 8 to run and jump onto their computers to do school. They're doing it, like, in the middle of the night. And so, realistically, I have to be on at all hours randomly helping kids with things. And I've basically been working, like, 10 hours every day randomly. It's not like it's hard work or anything, but it's, it's... mentally taxing and like and I don't get up and move as much as I normally would and yeah it's hard so I put in like a good 50 hour a week or so so that's why this is coming out later but also there's just been a lot of shit going on so you want to talk about it Kevin I've been surfing yes you have I'm sorry it's so hard for you yeah well the big news this week I don't know if we talked about it last week well last week this is coming out a little later anyways but uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has been put our favorite behind bars. Guzzler. I know you like saying that, but her name is Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, after I watched the Epstein documentary, I figured out how to say her name. She's behind bars. I haven't heard much more other than that. A lot. There's been a lot of memes about her, you know, getting Epsteined and all of this stuff. And so whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's interesting that she actually was taken into custody yeah. instead of winding up dead somehow. And what's crazy, too, is our friend Christina. Hi, Christina. On our Facebook group, she was saying, you know, she was caught in New Hampshire. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck? She was here? Like, right. it was, like, understandable if she was in a different country, like France or something, to extradite someone or find them. because. But she was just chilling here. How the hell did she get in here? So you know? apparently oh, it's, you like, know? this big... Like property Uh-oh. in New Hampshire that she supposedly bought for one million dollars in cash, but it's like this giant, like but how did, super awesome. Place. But if she fled to another country after her in and out, so you know, so you know about the in and out picture. Oh, everybody knows about the in and out picture. So People who don't theory, even know who she is. So I listened to something today where they were thinking, like maybe one thing that, like the in and out thing, she was actually taken into custody at that time and been working with. Oh, that's interesting. Prosecutors or whoever is like taking care of this uh, behind the scenes this whole time. And then this public arrest. So it's a staged arrest. Right. Oh, see, I thought she ran away to another country for a while. Because she was supposed to be in France, I think, for a while. And also she and Epstein also have like connections with Mossad and Israel and stuff. Hmm. so. I just find it hard to believe. I mean, I I guess I don't find it hard to believe because she's fucking rich and powerful and shit. But like, you know, being rich and powerful right now isn't really cool. I, I just find it almost unbelievable that she's been able to kind of evade the law for this long. But if there is that conspiracy around her working with the feds in the meantime, then that would kind of, you know, negate that theory there. You know, Or I guess negate the idea that she's been getting away this whole time. I'm just going to say being rich and powerful is probably always pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But I mean... It's how you use your power. 
But you don't people, have to be a child. people are being brought down that are rich and powerful right now. So, Not everyone, yeah. but there are people. Like it's cool to bring down rich, powerful white people. So Epstein people. is like Epstein, possibly dead. Some don't think so. Do you think he is? I don't know. I, don't... I, I think he's dead. Yeah. I, I think that enough people wanted him dead that he's dead. He might be in hollow earth with the rest of. <laughs> but how can it be hollow and flat people. at the same time? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Um, we can get into this. So I know that it's funny. There's been um, a lot of the groups that I belong to. I belong to a lot of true crime Facebook groups. Some of which are douchier than others. The douchiest ones I, I think I belong to have have something to do with like sword and scale. Like a lot of people <laughs> really hate sword and scale and a lot of people really like it. Really, when it comes down to it, it's a fairly well produced show. However, Mike, whatever the fuck, Boo Day, which is a funny name. It sounds like Bidet. Anyways, um, <laughs> just think of like water shooting up your butt. I, he's a douche. He's a douchebag. He, I think he even admits that. Speaking of douches, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, like he's a total douche. He has a, loves. He's total. He douchey. loves douching. Yeah, he loves douching. Douches but three like, times yeah, he's a day. like not a great guy. But there's we more. We don't know him. There's more. Well, you kind of get to know him through his podcast and like the stories that he chooses and stuff like that. But I, I get that Sword and Skill is not just a one man operation. It takes many, but. A lot of people who kind of share his douchey views are on that Facebook group. And there's just been a lot of like, they don't want conspiracy theories to mingle with their true crime. And so a lot of people have been getting very pissed off that they can't talk about Ghislaine Maxwell. They can't talk about the Wayfair conspiracies. And the admin are just like getting a total high of like kicking people off of the groups who talk about anything that's not rooted in fact, I guess. It's really weird. Well, just like YouTube and yeah, Facebook but but it's just Twitter. funny because you would think that the Sword and Scale group would almost like relish in like stupid conspiracy theories. You know, they seem like the type. Well, but I guess the admin it makes aren't. life more interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. So think what you want of Sword and Scale. I'm not. I they're a problematic podcast to like, as are crime junkies, as we've talked about in the past. But nonetheless, they're still fairly highly produced. And they're very, they tell very compelling stories. So I will give them that. And I still do listen to them mostly weekly when, whenever they have new episodes out. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well, I listen to it all, you know. I listen to probably on average about 20 podcasts, different podcasts a week. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, and I kind of like to know. It's like for the same reason I keep certain people on Facebook I have a couple crazies <laughs> that I keep on Facebook because I like to keep my I like to those keep, are the best ones. I like to keep my fingers on the pulse of crazy people because I need to know what's going on on the other side. Like, if you know me, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. But you got to know when crazy's coming at you. But I need to know when the crazy right wing Trump right loving wing. Trump loving right wing conservative Christian people like. I'm sure that there's a couple of people who listen to the show who share those views, and you know I don't hate you at all. I just need to know. What the fuck you're going to do to me before it happens? So that's why I might be friends with you on Facebook. I can tell you. <laughs> They're not so. going to do anything to you, ding dong. <laughs> No, I mean, just little things like where the counter protests are going to be or what they're going to do with my mask if I'm wearing one that says Black Lives Matter on it, you know? Like, I want to know, like, what could potentially happen to me. Because there, there are fucking people out there who want to rip off your fucking face mask if it says Black Lives Matter on it. Well, there's also people that insane. want to rip off your mask if it you says white power. wear a Trump face mask. It's true. Or a MAGA hat. It, so does, it doesn't matter. It's both Every, sides. Yes, yes, yes. It's both sides. But being it, what I'm saying, though, is stupid. I, what I'm saying is that I like to keep my finger on the pulse of things that I don't necessarily agree with or subscribe to just so I know where I stand. You should do that with your news sources, too, Kevin. Um. So, yeah, we today, like early this morning, the Wayfair conspiracy theory broke, I guess, if you will. It's fairly active on our Facebook group of people kind of throwing out some theories and ideas. And that's the thing I love about it is that, like, there's nothing rooted in fact right now. It's all theory. And so anybody who's like, this is the way it is, like, they're full of shit. Like, we don't know. All I know is that there's something sketchy 
Maybe not. Maybe it's a lot of coincidences. It's really fucking weird. I'll give it that, you know? Yeah. And so I the always... correlation with the names and missing kids... If, if that's not... Is a little weird. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of that shit was taken off of the website if it was ever on there to begin with. And people do amazing things with Photoshop now. So yeah. it's not, like, impossible. I've also read that that's, like, a Russian search engine. And it's old and... The Yandex thing? The yeah. Skew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are kind of like stock images. But what the fuck? Like, it's, it's weird. And um, I not- actually did the thing like with the um, SKU number. Yeah, SKU. Uh, and the USSRC that you do after it. And it <laughs> brings you to like... Images of little up, girls. Like, yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, well, don't do that on our home computer, please. Well. And then our friend Christina, again, came up with a good idea of, I mean, it's 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 fairly common, but it, I hadn't really thought about it until she brought it up of just like, maybe it's a disgruntled employee who fucking plotted some shit behind like his boss's back or whatever, her boss's back, just to make the company look bad and, and leaked it to some, you know, People on Twitter. That's pretty fucking extreme. It's not that extreme. People have done crazier things. I mean, how many times have you heard of somebody being a disgruntled worker going back and fucking up the place they worked at? So fucking many. You mean going postal? (laughs) Going totally postal, right? Yeah, I heard about that. So all I'm saying is that being a disgruntled employee and wanting to wreak havoc on the place that you worked at, it's it's not unheard of at all. No. And if anything, this is way less severe than going and shooting up a place is like planting some weird shit that makes everybody feel weird about the company uh being called a pedophile is or a child trafficker even because that's what the catalog is supposedly there's all these missing children and their names correlate with pieces you think, of furniture you think, you think that's worse than the person coming back and shooting up a place yeah i mean it's even maybe well, with the Pizzagate thing, it's being compared to that, you know? With the Pizzagate because thing, somebody did die. It's totally right? true that there are. There's, child under, there's underground pedophile and rings. And there's people yes. in high places connected to all this shit and running it. Just like with the Johnny Gosh case. Remember that guy who like brought you down to the place in Colorado or Arizona or something, right? Where it was like the house where everybody was like housed out underneath in the basement. And oh, stuff. right. I'm just saying that like. There are some, there is some truth to underground sex trafficking rings. Absolutely. There's no question about that. It just, what theories like this do is make people think that it's everywhere all the time. And that may or may not be true. It's very widespread. Well, I don't, I think we lost most of our listeners right now. So um, we're going to move on. (laughs) And maybe this is why the true crime people are like, keep your conspiracy theories at a true crime. Couple of the things. The officers of Brianna Taylor have not been held accountable for her murder yet. Only one has been fired, I believe. I don't think anything has changed this week, unfortunately. I don't think there's been a ton of movement on the Elijah McLean thing other than his cousin coming forward and talking about just how much his death has affected their family and her son. So it's just it's just a very both cases are just uh, just a pointless loss of like wonderful human lives. I mean, they couldn't be nicer people. Elijah McClain, he, like we already talked about, played the violin for shelter animals on his break. He was a massage therapist. He was just this weird kind of awesome, creative, artsy kid who was a bit of an introvert and just the sweetest kid on earth. And the last thing ever that anyone would ever imagine would be for him to be killed senselessly and to be and also to be accused of maybe being like someone suspicious or violent and then with brianna taylor everybody knows she was an emt or like a ambulance worker or something right she was a first responder so she worked in some kind of capacity of law enforcement yeah well not really do you consider first responders not really law enforcement but they work first, with them for they sure. work yeah exactly they definitely work alongside of law enforcement so it's just both deaths are so senseless, and I think that the only thing that can really bring any kind of maybe justice to the situation is really to be fucking hold these people accountable who are maliciously and senselessly killing innocent black people so that it sends the message that black lives do matter and you can't just fucking kill them. 
for, and, and, and have there be no repercussions. It's fucking bullshit. Last thing I just wanted to say was that Tamla Horsford, uh, there was a Rolling Stone article that came out a couple hours ago on July 10th. I have not read it yet, but I'm really glad that her case is getting to larger media outlets and more people are finding out about it so that, again, like, it isn't necessarily about this one case, although it is sort of when we're talking about it, but it's about mysterious deaths, accidental deaths, suicides, whatever it is, right? That these deaths, especially from marginalized groups of people, be properly investigated and that corners are not cut. I mean, these are many, the sheriffs and stuff like these are elected officials. And so people have the power. If you don't like what your local law enforcement is doing and you don't feel like they're handling things well, you need to vote those fucking you need to vote the politicians who put those sheriffs and all those people in those positions. You need to fucking vote them out of there. It's not entirely unheard of to be able to come together as a people and vote people out that you don't want there, especially at the local level. So yeah, I'll just that's basically the only power you have. Yeah, at the local level. Exactly. So before we get to our case today, those are just a couple of things we need to get off our chests. (laughs) All right. With all of that being said, Kevin, tell us about the Lobster Boy murders. Ectrodactyly. Good job. Get ready for some words. (laughs) Ectrodactyly, also known as split hand or cleft hand, is derived from the Greek ectroma or abortion and dactylose finger and involves the deficiency or absence of one or more central digits of the hand or foot. So the hands and feet of people with ectrodactyly, or they're referred to as ectrodactyls, not to be confused with pterodactyls. Wow, they, yeah. Yeah, flying fingers. That, I don't know. Reptile fingers. I'm not sure. So... Ectrodactyls are often described as claw-like and may include only the thumb and one finger, usually either the little finger, ring finger, or a syndactyly of the two. You're doing great. Thank you. As long as there's no no one's name in here, I'm good. (laughs) So sometimes they have similar abnormalities to the feet. The Stiles family had a long history of ectrodactyly, dating back to 1840. Grady Stiles Sr., born with ectrodactyly. So every time I say that, you got to take a drink, okay? (laughs) He was born with ectrodactyly. He used his birth defect to his advantage as well as he could and joined the circus. He became known as Lobster Man, part of a growing lobster family that actually became a staple in traveling carnivals of the early 20th century. They kind of cleaned up as far as money goes. And they didn't really do anything. They were just kind of a spectacle. I can't can't imagine paying to go see a family of claw hands. We went to the fair and paid money to see a thousand pound pig. pig. That's a pig. And it had... It was ugly. Balls as big as our car. But, I mean, to, to to look at people, like, that's a whole different level of gawking. Yeah, no, it's fucked up. Like, I wanted to see the fat pig because I think fat pigs are cute. That was part of it. But you know how they smart they are? Yes, I do. That's why I didn't eat so pork for a long time. he knew that you're looking at his giant balls. Aww. Grady Stiles Jr. was the sixth. I'm not sure if he was actually the sixth generation. I've heard some conflicting fourth or sixth, one of those. Sixth generation of his family to be born with ectrodactyly. He was born with a pretty severe case that affected his feet as well as his hands, causing him to live most of his life in a wheelchair because he had little flipper feet Mm -hmm. and crab hands. He was part of the lobster family freak show. And I, but that's what it was called. It's not like you're being mean and saying that. Yeah. I mean, back then, they called things They like, called carnies that had their bodies be the exhibit. They called them freaks. They called a freak show a freak I mean, show is there what I'm was trying to the, say. There was the movie Let's freaks. not beat around the bush. Okay. All right. He was part of this carnival spectacle, kind of against his will. 
he didn't really, you know, like I said, perform or do any tricks. He was (laughs) just trying to live his life with his family at the circus. He was gawked at and pointed at his whole childhood. It's no wonder Lobster Boy gets a bit crabby. That's a terrible joke. I had to. Yeah. (laughs) When not traveling with the carnival, the Stiles family lived in Gibsonson. Gib Gibsonton. See, I a name. Gibsonton. Gibsonton. You did great. That's in Florida, a popular place for off-season carnival performers. I want to live there. I bet it's pretty cool. At well, when they're home, you think they're just like walking down the street, blowing fire, and like, <laughs> and like, having lobster hands. Yeah, they're just like freaks walking down the street. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty cool. I mean, it's just like living in Portland, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Darth Vader on the unicycle. <laughs> Styles fell in love with a fellow carnival worker, a young woman named Maria. Some sources say Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make much sense because Mary and Maria. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. But Maria Teresa. And she had run away to join the circus as a teenager. What did she do? So she escaped an incest situation at oh, her shit. home. So she ran away, joined the circus, and then I read that she was in some abusive relationship with a, a fellow carnival worker, and she escaped that and got together with the lobster boy. Oh. She wasn't part of an act, just a staff member. But she fell in love with Styles, and the two married. I think at some point she did go and be part of an act, and she was like the electrified girl or something like mm. that. So they marry, and together they have two children. And like his father before him, introduced the children with ectrodactyly to the family business. You so know, there was I have not read it. It's a really, really popular book by, I think... It is maybe partially even about this story. It was mentioned in a couple articles, the Tom Robbins book, Jitterbug Perfume. It's about a, car- a carnival freak family, and they per- they purposely, like, ingest, like, chemicals and stuff to have, like, deformed kids to be part of their um, carnival act. And I know that in, I think, I think his name is Tom Robbins, in his memoir, it has something to do with the lobster boy. Did you ever watch that? old HBO series Carnival. No. It was pretty dark. It was pretty fucked up. I bet. I bet. And also, like, during that time, it was, like, the Dust Bowl and stuff, too, right? Yeah, so, I mean... the country was fucked. Yeah, I mean, this was also... Great Depression. This was also the time, and I think we've talked about it before, where, yeah, especially, like, during the Great Depression, if there was some kind of, like ghost kind of thing or family massacre, you know, because there was a lot of axe murders back in that day. And or if there was like some mysterious murder or something like if people could turn a buck off of it, they would. They would turn it like the houses that were haunted, like into museums and stuff. And they would sell like trinkets. And And there was also traveling like like people like selling medicines and snake oil and like totally sh- like it was just like bullshit just anyone, anything west, to make a man. buck you know yeah total wild west was just yeah exactly any gimmick whether it's just your scam body after scam exactly your body sna- oh speaking of scams i forgot to say that my new fucking favorite podcast <laughs> that i've been listening to non-stop it's called scam goddess and the host her name is Lacey mosley it's my favorite fucking podcast. I've listened to like 38 episodes. It's I'm, nonstop here. It's I fucking love her and I love scams. So I kind of love this time period, but I also recognize it's very fucking shady as shady as all hell, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's. I love it. That's I love how it. life is. Yeah. At some point, Grady starts drinking a lot. Whiskey was his poison, and like most alcoholic whiskey drinkers, he was a total abusive asshole. He also smoked three packs of Pall Malls a day. Wow. So he's an old school lobster boy. (laughs) (laughs) He was also strong as fuck. Living in his wheelchair gave him incredible upper body strength. So not a good combo, being Mm. whiskey drunk and strong as an animal. And having... 
a disability that makes it and very pinch difficult. your hands. Yeah. It's so nice for choking when you only have two fingers. Mm-hmm. Think about how strong those fingers are. So he would choke people? Well, he would choke, slap, and headbutt you. Oh my God. Or just ram into you with his wheelchair just for fun. Yeah, he was a dickhead. Yeah, nobody liked him. So Grady's. And he was abusive towards like Maria or Mary? He Everyone. To everyone. Okay. <laughs> everyone. He was just a toxic motherfucker. Grady's daughter, Dorothy, was born with normal hands and feet and was the apple of her father's eye. Weird. His other daughter... You would almost think that he wouldn't like her because she doesn't bring anything to the family, but maybe she's like the gopher for him. Like, she's able-bodied. Well, she was also... They're all... Like, the whole family is just part of the show. Like, they... Like like I said, they didn't perform. I think that they might have, like... Sh- presented themselves under a tent or something like that. But I think yeah. for the most part, they were just like... She may have, yeah, been in like a managerial role. People would just something. roll through their house, pointing and... Weird. Staring. But his other daughter, Kathy, inherited the condition and was yet another lobster child. Ah, that makes me so sad. And, yeah, they were the lobster family. So they're, when, you know, on the on season, when they're traveling, they were just always on. And I actually haven't thought about that Carnival show in a long time, and this totally makes brings me back to that. And yeah, it's really seedy, fucked up time of history. Yeah. So Grady verbally, physically, and sexually abused his family. His daughter Kathy referred to him as Satan himself. And during an extreme bout of physical violence, he allegedly used his claw-like hand to rip his wife's <gasps> IUD oh my God. from within her body. Oh my god. Oh so my that is Oh god, I can't even That's fucking extreme. Yeah. And there's a lot of different stories about a lot of different horrible things that this fucker did. So not a good Ugh. dude. After that fight, Mary Teresa and I put Mother Teresa in mm-hmm. parentheses cuz it's well she was a saint for staying with him for that long. Shit. Anyways. Um, Although I've heard Mother Teresa's kind of a dickhead, but whatever. Yeah, I heard that was a whole scam. So Speaking of scams. Scam. <laughs> yeah, that podcast rules. Um, so after the fight that he did that, she leaves Styles. Fucking good. They divorce in 73, and she goes on to marry, I think they got married, Henry Glenn Newman. And he was a midget on the carnival circuit known as the world's smallest man. So Styles takes off. He takes the children with him. He actually gets custody of the children because Mary doesn't show up to court. So he Whoa. gets custody. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I know. Because he's abusing them the whole time, too. Why didn't she show? Maybe she was afraid. I don't Whoa. know. Because he always said he was gonna kill her and shit. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not blaming her, but at the same time, that does take her kids out of her control, and into his. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked. He takes the kids to his hometown of Pittsburgh, where he marries a woman named Barbara, and has his namesake, Grady Styles the third, and he also is another lobster boy. And he's still alive, and he's actually on a show. I think it might even be current. It's called Freak Show. And he, I believe, performs on Venice Beach, like, you know, the boulevard or whatever. Oh, right, yeah. I think he might. it might be at Ripley's Believe It or Not. I have no idea. He kind of looks cool. Yeah, he looks like just almost like a washed-up rocker, like in his late 40s, early 50s, you know? He, I bet he, he likes rat. He, 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 he looks like he does. But he was on a podcast that I watched a little bit uh, on YouTube. It wasn't great, but I re- I liked his kind of charm, you know, and like the way he talked and stuff. He seems like a very personable guy. Yeah, he seems cool. This marriage doesn't last either, and the couple splits up. So here we get into the murder. The first one. The murder is part of the story. So his his daughter... Donna, the unaffected one, gets engaged and... And she's 15. 
That's right. Yeah. So I and forgot the, to mention that in my little notes here. And the guy she wants to marry is 18. 18. So it's not a big discrepancy. But it's not totally legal. You can't just get married at 15. You have to get parental consent. They're in the middle of a circus. Doesn't matter. All right. But. So if Grady does not approve and that's his legal, that's her legal guardian, she's not allowed to get married. Fair I, enough. I, yeah. It's like a permission slip, literally. I looked on a bunch of different websites and I can't find this fiance's name. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, I guess. Oh, I, oh, it, I guess it kind of does. It absolutely kind of does, but I can't find it, so I'm sorry about that. So, yeah, as Amy said, Grady does not approve. And this leads to Donna saying she was going to run away with him, to which Grady says he'll kill them. So I've heard two versions of how this goes down. Version one, which from my little search uh, was the most popular. The day before the wedding, Grady calls, we'll just call him fiance. Grady calls fiance over when Donna is out of the room because he wants to talk to him. And they're all at the same house, I guess. And fiance walks over and Grady pulls out a shotgun from under a blanket or something and shoots fiance twice, killing him. Version two, and the more fucked up one in my opinion, Grady mm. pretends to fall and be hurt, luring fiance over to help, where Grady pulls out the shotgun and kills fiance. Dang. So that is, if that one's the case, that's fucking diabolic. Yeah, it's extra diabolic. shady. Yeah. yeah. So. Little scammer. Yep. So Donna said this, check this one out. Donna said that Grady smiled as she held her dying fiancé in her arms. And Grady said to her, I told you I would kill him. What a psycho. Yeah. Donna never spoke to her father again. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So police are called and Grady is taken into custody without incident. <laughs> he just said, yeah. I." <laughs> yeah, I did it. I did it. It was 1978 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where Grady was taken to trial, openly admitting his guilt. He was convicted of third-degree murder. How? What do you mean, how? Well, first degree is premeditated. Sure seems premeditated. Second degree is like, you know, in the heat is that of the moment. manslaughter? And third degree is like, the it's like I don't even know what third degree it's is. It's like manslaughter. It's like vehicular. It's like like accidental almost. Maybe he, he's like I did it, but it was sort of an accident. Well, I don't know how. Yeah. But he's convicted of third degree murder. I think first degree is premeditated. Second degree is in the heat of the moment. You didn't necessarily like premeditate an accident. it. Yeah. No. Second degree is like you can still. It's like if. Like, like if you're okay, robbing okay, a well, bank. Give me, I'll, I'll give you three situations. First degree is you find I find out you're cheating on me. And so for even if it's like an hour, I'm like, I'm going to get this gun. I'm going to find her. And I'm going to kill her. That's first degree murder. Right. Second. I don't know why I'm using this as the example, but whatever. Second degree <laughs> is I come home from work early and I surprise you guys in bed and I see you and I get and I either I'm scared or pissed. And in the heat of the moment, I kill her or you. Mm -hmm. That would be second degree murder. Is that also third, manslaughter? No, I don't think so. Okay. And then third degree murder is things like vehicular manslaughter where it was like purely an accident. Like I was driving and someone ran out in front of my car and I hit them. Like there's still a death, but it isn't premeditated and it's not in the heat of passion or anything. So that's why I find it hard to believe you got third degree because it sure seemed fucking planned. And, it, and especially if he said, I told you I was going to kill him. That shows premeditation. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know if that was. Yeah, no, no, no. Totally. In court that that was re revealed. Or I whatever. also it's just think something that she said, he said. I also think that a judge or jury would see and I'm sure his um, lawyer, his attorney argued that like his life circumstances and his disability have a lot to do with like his like attitude and stuff like that. And so I bet you it made either a judge or a jury very sympathetic to his condition and they wanted to give him less of a punishment. It happens a lot when like fathers, especially fathers, it happens to mothers too, but it's more common with fathers. If their son or daughter is killed and they end up killing 
the person who killed their son or daughter, mm-hmm. juries give sympathy. They'll they'll give second or third degree, even though it was totally premeditated, purely because they feel bad for the father. So it's not like unheard of even today. So yeah, I guess maybe he lucked out on that tip. I'm not sure, but um, and he lucked out even more. Well, right? he does. So Grady's character witnesses included his friends from the circus, including the bearded lady and a carnival dwarf and the fat man. (laughs) Okay. So he had his own little circus in his corner. (laughs) And yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So seeing as there were no state institutions equipped to deal with his physical impairment, which was exasperated by... Exacerbated. Oh, here we go. Well, exasperated is a completely different word. Exacerbated. Exacerbated. I said That's what I said. No, you didn't. Yeah. Exacerbated. Yes. You make it sound dirty. That's... Yeah, it is. (laughs) It just means worsened. Yeah. Well, (laughs) so he had emphysema and cirrhosis of the liver because he was a a lifer on on the fucking... Yeah, so they thought that he wasn't going to live very long anyways because he had this condition and he was ill. So again, like I'm sure his attorney and his friends pointed that out so that that a jury or a judge would have sympathy on him and also, like, you know, give him a yeah. lesser sentence. So he was in a wheelchair with his little flipper legs. Okay, don't say it like that. That's how they're described. They're the little? Yeah. Oh, okay. It just sounded like you were bullying him for a second. Although he sounds like a dickhead. Yeah. So hear me now, Grady. Fuck your little feet. So he really played up in court, like how like decrepit and like handicapped he was. And he was totally fucking playing it up and stuff because, like I said, he was like super strong. And... So accounts say he was totally hamming it up in court like he was this feeble little invalid, which was not the case. So he was given 15 years probation, and that was his sentence for murder. And soon after the trial, Grady remarried Mary, who left her husband, the smallest man in the world. So... The actual smallest man in the world that just died recently, like in 2017, he was 21 inches tall. Isn't that crazy? He wasn't even two feet tall. I think I've taken bigger poops. So I assume part of the probation deal was no drinking. So Grady was off the sauce at this point and apparently on his way to becoming the man that Mary first fell in love with. Oh, she's all like that IUD... It has healed up. What IUD? <laughs> I know. Ugh. So. He must have been. He must have had some charm. Yeah. So, lo- okay, so he's a lobster man. He's got flipper feet. He's super abusive. And he ripped out Mary's Aww. IUD from inside her vagina. And she took him back. Yeah. He must have had money and a good dick. I don't know. <laughs> Do you think she put butter on it? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) What were those little plastic bibs? No. Gross. So (laughs) it didn't take long for the lobster man to revert into his drunken, abusive ways. Grady Stiles had evaded prison and gained a sense of being above the Mm. law, and thus the beatings became more severe. Yeah, so this is where shit goes like even more off the rails. One of the worst times, Kathy said, when, dude, check this one out. When she was seven months pregnant, her drunken father knocked her out of her wheelchair. When wait, she, wait, wait. So, so I guess. Oh, she, so this is the daughter. This is his daughter with okay. the claw hand. Okay. So she's seven months pregnant. Her dad's drunk, knocks her out of the wheelchair she was in. Mm hmm. When she tried to stop him from swatting her mother. Which is Mary. So she falls out of the... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's coming she's at the mom. She's trying to prevent abuse. Pre- yeah. She's trying to protect. She gets knocked out of her wheelchair at seven months pregnant. Next morning, she was rushed to the hospital for an emergency cesarean section. Her daughter, Misty, now four, was born prematurely because 
the fall, like induced labor. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they thought there was like damage to the kid. Mm-hmm. And she's got the same lobster claw deformities. Misty does. Mm-hmm. Another time, he punched Kathy in her jaw so hard it swelled for days. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know lobsters can make a fist. But... I think he... I think... I think there was a lot of bone in that hand, too. So I think even yeah. a slap could be very painful. Just like a wrist stump with two... Yeah. Like... It looks like... It, I don't know why the thing comes to mind, but... Oh, totally. <laughs> And and that's just to say that, like, he really does have these huge, crazy, bony hands that look very painful. Yeah. And he doesn't have much of a lower half of his body. So he's just in that. It reminds me of, like, a uh, family guy that the dude in the wheelchair, he's super <laughs> fucking strong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The yeah. cop guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about the creepy older guy who's always like, hi, I like little boys. You know, yeah. that guy. No, not him. Nope, not that guy. Um, that's that's a different character in one of our other episodes. Yeah. Grady would lie in bed talking about how he's going to kill the whole family. Jesus. And often choked Mary and woke her up with a knife at her throat. Oh, man, I bet she's fucking regretting getting back together with him. Yeah, right? Who needs coffee when you have a knife at your throat? Mm-hmm. Needless to say, Mary had reached her breaking point. It was 1992 when Mary and her son, Harry Glenn Newman Jr., approached a classmate with gang ties, 17-year-old Chris Wyant, offering him $1,500 to kill Grady, who is 55 years old at this time. Wyant crept up behind Grady Stiles, Lobster Man, and shot him point blank in the back of the head with the 32 Colt automatic that he had a friend purchase for him while Grady watched TV on the couch in his underwear, probably sucking down a Seagram 7. Grady is dead. Mary's son, known as Glenn, had an IQ of 79. And I assume that's not very high? No, it's below average. Okay. When he was questioned by police, he broke down after failing a lie detector test, spilling the beans. And not one of them denied that they had intended to kill Grady Stiles. During the trial, his wife spoke at length about his abusive history. Quote, my husband was going to kill my family, she told the court. And I believe from, and also quote, I believe that from the bottom of my heart. So Yeah, and this is also where first degree can kind of move into third degree too because though there was intent to kill and there was premeditation, there are extenuating circumstances like the history of abuse and stuff. And like people have wa- almost walked away from basically, you know, hired killings or stuff like that because a judge or jury was sympathetic to their plight. There's also... I think they call it the burning bed defense. Have you heard of that one? I know that there's a there's a made for TV movie about it. I really want to see. I think it's Farrah Fawcett. Remind me. So the burning bed defense was I don't think it was successful, but it at least was entered into like the consciousness of the justice system where this woman was um, battered wife syndrome. That's also where it comes from. She was beaten all the time. Right. And in the middle of the night when he wasn't beating her, he was sleeping. She poured gasoline all over him and lit him on fire and he died. Mm -hmm. And also there is another like famous case about a woman like dropping a bowling ball um, on her husband's head while he slept as well. And again, like both these women, I don't know if they were successful or not. They'd be interesting to look at maybe in the future. But both of them use the defense of the battered wife syndrome of just like it doesn't matter that they didn't kill their husbands in the heat of passion or as self-defense. They They waited till their husband's defenses were down and they were using that history of it doesn't matter that it wasn't in that moment. It's this repeated abuse, 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 like PTSD, right? Did they have like I'm curious about the boiling ball to the head. Like did they have like 20 foot? 
ceilings in their bedroom? Like, how? I don't know. I have to look back at that one. She, I think, was found guilty of murder, premeditated murder. I don't think she got the... She, I think she tried to use, like, the burning bed defense or something, and it didn't work because it turned out like she had some other, like, ulterior motive. She bowled a split. <laughs> no, I think she I think she had a boyfriend or something on the side. Oh. So it, it always, like, extenuating circumstances can change, like, a first degree to a second degree to a third degree. So it's, like, sometimes the degrees, it doesn't even matter the definition. It's more the severity of the punishment, right? It's, like, you don't want to punish, just like fucking um, uh, Lorena Bobbitt, right? They could prove that she had battered wife syndrome, basically, yeah. right? And she killed him. She killed, I mean, she didn't kill him. I wish she did. Um <laughs> She, in the moment, he was not raping her when she cut his dong off, right? She waited till he was defenseless, right? He waited, she waited till he was drunk and passed out and then cut his penis off. Correct. And she didn't get severe time. She got time in, um, because they basically said battered wife syndrome, you know, when you have a history of abuse and trauma, right? PTSD is that it can get triggered at any moment. And they basically said that, yeah, her PTSD, his, her trauma was triggered. And in that moment, even when he wasn't threatening to her in that exact moment, his dong was threatening. It was a threatening presence. And so that's why she only got like, what, 15 months or two years in like a state hospital. So for the rest of the episode, every time Amy says <laughs> dong, you also have to take a drink. No, no more dongs. So Kathy also testified against him in court as well. She was just basically saying to the court that she believed from the bottom of her heart that her husband was going to kill the family. Yeah. Because he laid in bed talking about it, maybe. Yeah. So the jury convicts Wyant of second. Wyant? Wyant was the guy that pulled the trigger. Oh! So he's the one that killed Grady. So that's the gang person that she hired. hired. Yeah. Got it. He gets convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 27 years in prison. Wow. They charged his wife and son, Glenn. So, so Mary, Mary and Glenn, right? Glenn was Mary's son oh, from a different his marriage. his meaning Grady's. See, this is why you got to not use vague pronouns when you're writing, sweetheart. What's a pronoun? <laughs> so Mary... And her son from a different marriage, Glenn, they get charged with first-degree murder. And she receives a 12-year prison sentence. That's very little for first-degree. That's crazy. Just, I mean, it's so also this not today. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what their deal is. But also, this is not when there's mandatory minimums and stuff, so. Dust Bowl. Uh, no, actually, this is No, 90s. this is like the 90s. That's not the Dust Bowl. <laughs> this is like Clinton shit, right? Uh, it's starting to get there, yeah. So she unsuccessfully appealed her conviction and began to serve her sentence in February of 1997. She had tried to get Glenn to take a plea bargain, but he refused, and the court sentences him to life in prison. Wow. Yeah. Just as a significant portion of his living family was being tried for his murder... Grady Styles' body was put to rest, or unrest, as it were. Lobster Boy was so disliked, not just in his family, but within the community, that the funeral home could not find anyone willing to be pallbearers at his Aww. funeral. Aww. Not even, like, the freaks? Yeah, I don't know where his band where his of freaks are now. Are now. Yeah. Um, even his simple headstone bears no epitaph. Wow. The only marking is an engraving of clasped hands. Clasped. <laughs> Are the hands like lobstery? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> so I am envisioning an engraving of two clasped like lobster this. hands. Clasped. Yeah. Like in praying position. High two. Get it? Oh, that's not funny. <laughs> and his name is also on this headstone. And so that is the conclusion. That's how it ra things wrapped up for Grady Styles. It's a Styles. fitting death. You know, 
he died doing what he loved. Which is beating his wife? No, watching oh. TV on his oh, underwear, okay. drinking fucking whiskey. <laughs> okay. I'm not sad. I'm not sad about him dying. Although you... But we can't have people just going around and killing people because they want to. So we're not condoning that here at yeah, the True Crime Dumpster. We haven't reached that point, but it's not November yet. So we're getting there. It's coming. Just wait. So with that being said, you can follow us on Twitter, TC Dumpster, and on Instagram, True Crime Dumpster. You can email us at truecrimedumpster at gmail.com. We also have a website where we post our source info at truecrimedumpster.com. You can listen to our show on pretty much anything you can find. Like, even if you just, like, rub two wires together, you know, and, like, <laughs> I'm sure you could find us. It's kind of hard not to at this point. So make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends about our podcast. We had our first review on iTunes. So thank you to whoever reviewed us. I think it's one of our friends from a different podcast called Watch If You Dare. That's correct. Yes. So shout out to Watch shout If You out Dare. To I started listening to the Twin Peaks episode. Um, they're a podcast that does like strange uh, movies and horror sh- movies and stuff like that. Well, of course, Twin Peaks is a show, but they also have Firewalk With Me, which is uh, a movie. So I need to finish up that episode. But they do a lot of really cool stuff and they have very nice voices. So I'm super excited to listen to them. But we had our first, they're our first podcast Twitter friend. Kind things to say. Yes. So So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Watch if you dare. Tune in next time where we keep talking out the trash and we continue with another grace. Well, (laughs) (laughs) with another greasy, grimy tale of human garbage. I really like all those adjectives. We did it for you. Greasy. Grimy. Reminds me of John Ryder. Hi, John. You don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) No. But you're probably doing something greasy right now. So have a nice week, and we'll see you next time. Later. Later.